Wildcard weekend is upon us, and there are two tasty treats of DraftKings DFS slates to talk about here. A Saturday slate, a Sunday slate, and in this video, we're going to hit them both with no fear, of course. Uh, we're going to do what we always do here. We're going to hand build lineups. We're going to look at the projections and the ownership projections from Stochastic. Then we're going to use that data to optimize lineups using Fantasy Cruncher. Last but not least, we'll sim some lineups. And by the end of it all, the goal is going to be to find the must plays of these two DraftKings slates coming up this weekend, and let's get into it here. And we're going to start with the projections today just because I do want to wrap my head around this a little bit better. I was updating data right before the show, including all of the uh, advanced analytics from SIS. Of course, I'll be dropping uh, in, the, in the chat here down below. It's not the chat, but the community tab uh, after this video ends for all of our paying customers. Uh, but let's talk about Saturday first and look at some of the projections here. And you will see some guys that are obviously going to be coming up a lot in an optimizer in a sim as well. Patrick Mahomes, your top projected player right now for the Saturday slate. 20.6 projection, 19.1 projection for Tyreek Hill, a good point and a half behind Mahomes. So we are expecting Mahomes to overcome the frigid conditions of Kansas City this weekend, where expected to be negative 30 with the wind chill, which apparently is a temperature where at half an hour, uh, you'll sustain damage to your skin and limbs. If you are just standing around, I guess guys moving around, having heat lamps, all of that stuff, heated benches will be the thing that saves them from frostbite, but uh, in these conditions, Mahomes projected very well, as well as Tyreek. Joe Flacco, wow. I mean, crazy to think. Even on a two-game slate, Amari uh, Cooper, Joe Flacco, these guys being two of the top five projected players, kind of crazy to see. But Flacco, 18.5 projection. So you got to imagine relative to salaries, you might get a lot of Flacco in the optimizer, as we'll see in a moment. Amari Cooper at number four, that's 16.8 projection. And CJ Stroud, number five, a 16.7 projection, of course, going against his Cleveland defense. Implied total for Houston in this game, 21 implied points, two-point dog at home. So that's uh, part of why Stroud's projection is going to be so low. Probably not as much reflection on him as it is that low Vegas total. Uh, we got Nickel and Shout. Let's go, brother. We got Fifton Inches here, which a uh, fun name. Uh, glad to see you guys in here. Of course, appreciate everybody watching live or after the fact. And of course, going to do the best we can for Saturday and Sunday, uh, starting off with Saturday here, as you can obviously guess. Top values according to Stochastic Projections. And of course, if you want this data for yourself, check the link in the description down below. You can save yourself 15% on any package at Stochastic that includes the data packages, the sim packages, whatever they have. It could also be for NBA, uh, for college basketball, uh, golf, I think even, uh, which is going on right now. So make sure to go take advantage of that. Uh, check the link in the description, say 15% or use promo code splash. Uh, Joe Flacco, top value here. So again, that optimizer going to love him. Patrick Mahomes, number two, Chiefs D, a top value. Texans D, also a top value at $100 more. And David Njoku. So interesting to see two defenses being two of the highest values on the slate for Saturday. Kind of a weird thing to look at. No 3K-ish guys, no cheap guys here. So, uh, I don't really know what that means. We're going to find out with the optimizer. Definitely kind of interesting to see that because you really don't see a configuration like this one where there's just no value. Like uh, Elijah Moore at 4K, uh, an okay value, but not that great. Uh, there's nobody who kind of fits that criteria. of The, the pay down option a lot of people will be kind of forcing in. Ownership for Saturday. So I think that there is not ownership for the Sunday slate on here, though they do have uh, the ability to do it on the sim. So it's something to keep in mind when we do the second half of this video uh, covering the Sunday slate. The chalk options here, Isaiah Pacheco, number one, 59% projected ownership for him. Nico Collins, number two, 47% projected ownership for him. Travis Kelsey, number three, 46.9%. So basically 47 again, but a little bit less than Nico. Uh, number four, Devin Singletary, 45.5. And then Jerome Ford, number five at 40.7%, just a little bit ahead of David Njoku for that one. Uh, guys under 10% that you could put into lineups to try to get that ownership down, or I guess under 20 might also be enough. 
Raheem Mostert not projected to be in a ton of lineups. Of course, he's had the Q tag on himself, so that keeps the ownership down a little bit. Maybe some chance that Von Achan, him being healthy and being in the last few weeks, or at least last week in particular, maybe that gets him ahead of Mostert. I would still think Mostert probably a bit undervalued, um, especially, I guess, if Achan's also going to be under 15%. I think playing, playing Miami having success, we've talked about it for playoff best ball, I think for DFS as well, it feels like that people are really just going to accept that the Chiefs are going to win this one, be able to handle the cold better. But what if Miami just comes out and takes advantage of it and just slings it around thin air? Maybe the ball flies a little easier uh, for Tua. I think there's some ways that Miami can win that game. So I think it's interesting to see that like everywhere you are gambling this weekend, people just don't want to play Miami. Uh, Noah Brown, uh, again, another guy who's limited in practice, should be able to go, we would hope, based on the fact he's practicing at all. Uh, but hopefully getting it out there at 5,100. Uh, Tua himself under 20%, which uh, would make him, it looks like the lowest owned QB on the slate. So that's something to note with Miami stacks. Again, playing into Miami winning, uh, going to be a thing that gets you lower owned. Durham Smythe, Justin Watson, CEH, Noah Gray, Cedric Tillman. So nothing too exciting here. Justin Watson, maybe you could see a way that he makes a winning lineup, but uh, maybe Smythe as well. I think the targets have been up, especially if we did see Waddle not go in that game. Though I do think Waddle is going to play. Uh, Durham Smythe at 3K. Definitely getting the exact opposite of what Travis Kelsey is, where you're paying up there. You're getting a tight end that you, we think has a real ceiling and should have a real ceiling more than he had um, all regular season long in the playoffs, you would think. Um, I think that you're getting different there by going to a Smythe or even a Noah Gray. Obviously, Noah Gray would be direct leverage, but we don't expect him to get a ton of routes. Um, let's go over the fantasy cruncher now. Why is this? Why is this what it is? <laughs> okay, we're, we're refreshing it. We're all good now. Let's run the optimizer for the Saturday slate. Going to get the so basically what this is going to tell us not going to be exactly what people are going to play in, um obviously this weekend in terms of the lineups they're going to build what it is going to tell us is going to be that uh, basically how the math is going to drive people to play so we're seeing a lot of Chiefs popping up that means that uh well we'll look at the team stacks in a moment but feels like a lot of Chiefs here Chiefs D and 100% of lineups so even though uh, Texans were also a very good value a top five value according to stochastic projections. Uh, we're getting Chiefs D in every single lineup, so they want you to save that $100. Getting Pacheco in nearly every lineup, but that's basically all the commonalities. Amari Cooper in 84%, David Njoku in 80%. Um, what we are getting, though, so, so every lineup has at least at least two Chiefs in it. So um, that means that one way to get unique right away would be to play only one Chief. Um, that's something we talk about where there's a lot of similar principles with showdowns and short slates in terms of what you're trying to do. Um, so I think that, you know, like just getting away from where the math's going to push people towards is an advantage. So you basically then can maybe build a Miami stack. I, I feel like I'm selling you guys a pyramid scheme <laughs> for Miami Dolphins, but you could go to like a Miami stack, then with one cheese spring back, and that's your way you're getting unique. Um, and then also still hopefully, you know, concentrating the production for that one chief where if it's just Travis Kelsey, you're getting leverage on Pacheco. Um, if it's just Rasheed Rice, you're getting leverage on Kelsey and Pacheco. If it's just Justin Watson, you're getting leverage on everything and playing a very narrow outcome. But I think that's sort of the way to view it here. So that's the first thing I would say. Chiefs, more than two Chiefs in every lineup. Um, that says that's the easiest way to get different right away. Um, we do have also 13, 24. So we have 24. I mean, again, we have, you know, we have basically every Brown as well. So every lineup's got at least two Browns. So if you can find one where there is more Texans, more dolphins, you're getting very unique because people are going to be getting to the Browns. who, as we can see a little bit more affordably priced guys like Elijah Moore, uh, David and Joku, the cheaper alternative to Travis Kelsey. The projections are not that far off this week. Um, so I think that's really it. Uh, the, if I were to look at the optimizer here, this is why we're going to do the hand build next. 
I think that we should be building a team that's a little more Dolphins heavy uh, just to try that play that outcome. And even though Miami's line, it's not getting better. 19.3 implied points for Miami, 23.8 for Kansas City. So, all right, let's do the hand build next. Then we'll run the Sims. The Sims will be, I guess, what we grade out is like, here's our final answer. Here's what's uh, the correct way to view this. Let's make the screen bigger. Uh, of course, it's been smaller for the playoff best ball streams. Uh, gotta gotta adjust the DK's production on the fly. Um, I think I'm going with Tua. Extolled the virtues of Miami enough. Um, Houston as well, kind of appealing. Like, can they really attack Cleveland downfield? Cleveland's numbers on the year, again, those advanced analytics from uh, Sports Info Solutions that I, I swear by. It, you know, if you have the money to do it, if you really want to get better at data, uh, go pay for it yourself if you can. Cleveland's defense on the year, though, negative 0.24 EPA per drop back. The estimated points added, we always talk about, uh, metric we always talk about here. So not great. They're basically taking away a quarter of a point every time a QB drops back. Negative um, 0.28 EPA per pass. So it actually gets worse when the QB actually passes the ball. So that's not great either. A negative 0.14 EPA per rush. The Cleveland defense shuts down everything. It's very odd, though, because then you get in the red zone and they have a 0.43 EPA, which would actually be the weakest uh, red zone pass defense in its entire slate. But CJ Stroud, he's not having the most success in the red zone anyway. We, of course, know he's getting a lot of his, his potential. His production downfield is coming from those deep strikes, uh, the ability to get that ball up and out. Um, so I think for Houston, I'm a little bit less inclined to full stack Houston. Miami going against Kansas City, it's also not a great matchup. A negative 0.18 EPA per dropback, negative 0.21 EPA per pass. So uh, still not good, but definitely a little bit softer uh, than the Cleveland defense is. And... Oh, man, these are both just tough matchups, but at least we can buy into maybe Tua being low owned, uh, Tua having the the better offensive coaching, maybe though Bobby Slowick's done a good job. Um, I'm going with Tua here. I think Stroud is also a valid play if you want to get a low owned stack, but let's try to go Tua's way. Hard to imagine if Tua gets there, the Tyreek is not the driving force of it, especially because we don't know. As I'm recording this, of course, it's Friday, 11:15 uh, a.m. right now. We don't know if uh, Jalen Waddle's for sure going to go, though. I do tend to think that he will go. Um, I think Tyreek Hill's got to be a play we get in here. I have a good amount of confidence in Tyreek. I'm pretty comfortable going there. I'm also going to go to Nico Collins, who I do think will be chalky. Prop markets seemingly favorable to Nico Collins. Uh, Nico, of course, of course, we saw last week with a lot of guys out. I did concentrate the targets as well. Nine targets against the team in Indianapolis. It gives up a lot of explosive plays. But 195 yards in that game uh, kind of feels like Nico. I want to assume that Noah Brown plays because I do think that Noah Brown is decent leverage against Nico. Um, Cleveland's defense on the year gives up more targets out wide, a 31% of targets to receivers playing out wide. So Nico Collins, majority of his targets are out wide. Uh, Noah Brown, more of his targets coming out of the slot. The slot matchup is a little bit better. It looks like a flat zero EPA compared to a negative 0.2 EPA out wide. I'm going to go Noah Brown. Let's assume that Noah Brown plays. Let's go this way. So Noah Brown in here. Running backs, take the Pacheco chalk and try to get the production for him. I don't think that's the move for this build. Let's say, let's say Singletary has a good day. We then would like to get a Miami running back in, I believe. And I think for me, that would be Mostert. Spending a lot of salary here, which I don't like, because I feel like we're going to have to then jam in somebody who's cheap and not very good. Um... I'm comfortable with Elijah Moore at 4K. I think that's a pretty good value for him. Amari Cooper's been banged up. I do think Amari is certainly the better play, but Amari a lot more expensive, and we got to save some money here. At 6,800, I don't think it's going to be able to fit into this lineup. Um, all right, we got Kelsey and Joku. Yeah, we're trying to not put in a bunch of Chiefs and a bunch of Browns because we know that's what everybody's doing. So that's the main thing to keep in mind here. I wouldn't hate 
going Schultz and we're getting the Houston double without it being a pass catcher. That makes me think I should just have Stroud in the lineup then, right? Yeah, you know what? Let's let's pivot this. Let's go to Stroud. Still a tough matchup, but I think people are probably, if you're hand-building as well, I think people are going to be less inclined to go to Stroud because they do fear that Cleveland defense, even though Stroud is cheap relative to some of these other QBs. Um, let's see if we can make this work. So we would like to get then, we've got now the running game for Miami, pass game for Miami as well, rolling both those into one. Um, do we go Dolphins D two to really go against the Chiefs? I kind of think so. Right, let's go Dolphins D, 5,800 left. And we could put an Njoku or Ford. And, we, oh, and we'd be fading the Chiefs entirely in this one, saying the Chiefs have nothing coming back. That feels tough. I like playing at that because, again, everybody's going to have so many Chiefs. If we have no Chiefs, we're like on an island, especially in a single entry um, in, the, in the huddle here that we're doing. So, oh, man. But then we also could get to Kelsey and try to concentrate the production there. What's Rasheed Rice price at? Rasheed Rice? Wow, Rasheed Rice is more expensive than Kelsey. I didn't even realize that. That feels that feels like disrespect level for for Kelsey. Let's let's go instead. Let's go put Kelsey in a tight end. I, I think it's foolish to have no Chiefs in, especially if we are saying that Miami's getting so much production. Like the Chiefs are going to throw to somebody. I don't think the Chiefs can fail that badly. Um, but let's put Kelsey in a tight end. And what else can we get than a complete? The Stroud double. And this is a tough slate, especially if you're going to build something contrarian. I see why the optimizer makes it very easy to get to some of those plays um, because this definitely, this is tough to build Houston this way and get the best parts of Houston as well, or you know, even good parts of Houston, really. Um, Schultz is 4,400, so I'd have to come down. I don't even know that we have... All right, let's put Schultz in. Is there a 2500 No, there isn't a $2,500 defense. Fuck, man. What would I put in? Is, who would be the receiver? Would it be Robert Woods? So we just act like Robert Woods is going to get targets and like Cleveland shuts down Nico Collins? I don't think that's it. I don't think that works. Can we find... All right, hold on. I'm sorry, guys. This is a, I'm really belaboring the hand build, but I, I, I think there's a route here to build a nice team. I just don't know what it is. No, that's not going to be able to be afforded. Uh, we got Tyler. Tyler's in here now. Good. Getting to watch me struggle over this one. <laughs> it's like I'm solving a puzzle live is how I feel uh, this is going right now. You got Nico's too expensive. We got to stick with Noah Brown. So what the fuck do I do? How do I get? How do I get a good final build here? I can stick in with Dolphins. We got 4,100 left. I, I think it is going. Ugh. I could go to Cedric Wilson. I hate it. I hate it all. What happens if I go to Tua? Go back, going back to Tua. I'm going to complete this build somehow. I see the viewers going up. I feel the pressure. Like This is like somebody standing behind you when you're trying to pee. Is how I feel about this currently. Um, we got Cedric Wilson here. So we're going with a really weird Miami triple with Cedric Wilson, Tyree Kill. All right, I think this is it. I think, because otherwise we would be putting the Chiefs in at D. I guess playing D, but you know, we only want to play one chief. All right, this is it. Tua, Devin Singletary, Raheem Mostert, Tyree Kill, Noah Brown, Elijah Moore, Travis Kelsey, Cedric Wilson, and Dolphins. David Bell, I think, is an interesting play. Um, he did obviously do really well in week 18, uh, but that was also because there was just no receivers left. I just don't think he gets enough routes to justify it. Where, like, Wilson, they, they shade the coverage over to Waddle, assuming he's in. And if Waddle's out, obviously, Wilson becomes a legitimately viable play, but. 
Let's go with this. We're going to run the Sims now for the Saturday slate, and I will try to be faster doing the Sunday slate, but let's do it now. Of course, again, the Stochastic Sims you can get for yourself with that 15% off promo code uh, that is in the description. Check the link in the description or use promo code SPLASH on Stochastic. Let's run the Sim here. And also, while we are doing some, some whoring, some pandering, please do subscribe down below. Of course, Splash Play on that March to 4K subs, now 5K subs, 10K subs. And it doesn't matter what the level of interest is in the DFS slate. I just show up and do the DFS slates. Of course, playoff basketball as well. And one thing trying to figure out right now, actually I have to follow up with uh, one of our generous sponsors behind the scenes, but there's a chance that we'll be doing a flash playoff best ball stream here either later tonight, probably more likely tomorrow morning. Um, but subscribe to the notification bell because basically if I do do that draft stream, it'll be a draft stream of hitting every site one more time, like a bank robber. I'm coming through and I'm hitting all the spots one more time, but I have to follow up and see if that's uh, going to be a go with somebody somebody coming with that sweet cash to make me justify doing more work for somehow I've mentioned this before on stream Fridays are my busy day. Fridays are the day where like I have to do, I uh, have to do the probably email, have to do with the NFL, a uh, wild card bets video for the probably channel. Check out probably channel. If you can throw some likes and subscribes at probably app on YouTube. Um, if you have a moment for yourself, um, like Friday's my busy day. So like legit, like they gotta, they gotta come and give spag some actual money to make me do do another stream. Uh, especially you have to do DraftKings again. Though I have to admit, I did because I was just kind of like had a few moments, did do a couple more DraftKings of the $4.20 max yesterday because I was like, I got time. And and frankly, they're the teams were, were as mid as could be. No need to rush my finish. Oh, I'm rushing my finish. I want to get done and and then go and lay down. <laughs> True of whatever the, the euphemisms would be for that and in general. All right. Top lineups here. Of course, the Sims, what they do is they have uh, 10,000 lineups built, and then they have those 10,000 lineups compete against each other 40,000 times. That's what the stochastic Sim process looks like. We have Patrick Mahomes, Jerome Ford, Devin Singletary, Amari Cooper, Rasheed Rice, Justin Watson, David Njoku, Pacheco, Chiefs. So the top ROI lineup is doing the exact opposite of what I said, uh, where they are going heavy, heavy Chiefs. I do think, because again, with the Fantasy Cruncher, it comes up naturally to get a lot of Chiefs. We always talk about this here, and it happens a lot in chat, too, where I'll be talking about it, and somebody will go, yeah, you know what I'm going to do instead? is like, I'm going to stack a lot of that team. And then every single time, whether it be Thanksgiving, whether it be the two-game slates, the three-game slates we've had in the last few weeks, everybody's answer is always to overstack. And I think that ends up being incorrect very often on these short slates, unless you can really get unique with it, which is what Stochastic Sim is trying to do, where it's saying, hey, fade Kelsey, you're still taking Pacheco Chalk, which they think is good, I assume, and you're taking Justin Watson to get the ownership down and Rasheed Rice to get a little bit less ownership. Um, so I get what they're doing, and I think that's also going to be an approach that people use. I think, though, it's going to be end up, it's going to end up over-owned because the Sims are giving it to you, the Optimizer is giving it to you, and I think people are naturally going to want to build that because they don't have faith in the Dolphins, so... Um, a lot of things kind of aligning there. But done any drafters playoff stuff? I have not because uh, again, need to you need to pay me to do the thing. <laughs> it's just it is unfortunately how you have to treat yourself as a business. Uh, I can't, yeah, you know. So that's that's where we are. But but again, if uh, again if this mysterious benefactor comes through, uh, then we'll do another playoff stream for that. But um, but yeah, drafters obviously different format. Uh, as I always say here, like we all are playing on underdog. Play on DraftKings, play on drafters too. Just give yourself some different looks against a less sharp competition. And I do think drafters is going to overlay, but, uh, but you know, I can't again, officially can't promote right now. Um, let's see. Oh, what a go birds. Oh, the Hardman thing. Sorry. I'm not, I'm not ignoring you. I just kind of moved on for <laughs> the slate. Hardman's okay. Um, Kadarius Tony's going to be in for limited snaps. Uh, he and Hardman are already playing limited snaps and doing the same thing. So I think you're kind of, 
My, your mileage would vary there for the big tournaments for whatever. Like you could play Hardman share. I wouldn't hate it. And we can look up a Hardman in a moment, but I don't think that's my preferred player or anything. Um, Pacheco, 86%. would be a way to get less ownership, but the route, like the route volume is so low for Hardman and Tony that it's just, I don't know. It's worth it. Um, Pacheco, again, 86% of lineups here. So he is very chalky already. Was the 67% of the ownership, but they're still giving you more. So it does feel like Pacheco... Um, Pacheco seems like good chalk. At least the Sims think that he's good chalk. Of course, because the Sims think he's good chalk. And this is the thing too, where talk about the poker book that I've been reading. I haven't, I haven't read as much this week because I've been very busy with other stuff. Uh, but the Elliot Rowe poker book about your uh, bringing your A game to things. And A game poker is what it's called. If you want to check it out. Um, but talking about basically like there are advantages that have come in poker and then how that changes the industry and all the stuff like in poker, they have the solvers and all those things. But even like there's a point in time where like just bluffing at a poker table was like, oh, this Doyle Brunson guy, he's he's pretending he's got different cards. Like what a madman. Um, and then he'd win all these fucking hands across Texas because like he was just bluffing. Um, we now know the Sims are a thing that people are building their ownership off of. So because the Sims think Pacheco is a good play, Pacheco is a good play because it's a two game slate and a lot of people playing a two game slate are going to be people who use Sims. They're going to land a lot of Pacheco. So that's the kind of thing you have to think about a little bit more is like, do I want to lean in on this Pacheco thing? Do I want to go the opposite way? I would say that because he's popping up in every optimizer lineup and 86% in Sims, there is a logic to me of just getting away from Pacheco a little bit more. Um, so that's how I feel about that. Uh, but you know, again, the Sims are the Sims, the data is the data. Got to keep that in mind. Let's see. Don't see rush attempts on probably. Do you think they uh, feed Singletary over 16 and a half? Um, usually when we don't have the rush attempts because our one of our primary markets pulled the line and we haven't, they haven't gotten a new one in yet. Um, but let's see. Did he feed Singletary over 16 and a half? It's all a game script thing. Um, like he can get 16 and a half touches. Like I think that's one where um, if, if the probably data doesn't have it in there, then I wouldn't say that, you know, I don't have a, a market lean that I would trust because that's, if it's not in there. It's not in there for a reason. Um, but I think that in general, if you think Houston can keep this game within one score and that, or they can have a lead, like you should bet the over on Singletary. Um, if not, you should be betting the under because he's probably going to get more pass game work. So I think that's one of those that, like I always say, betting, like you want to use to me, use the math first. Besides that, though, like you should use sort of what you think the game script's going to be and make your decision off of that. Um, but I don't have a lean. You know, I would personally go under, but I, you know, I think that Cleveland wins the game, I guess. Um, would like Houston to win the game, but I think Cleveland wins the game. Um, all right, top lineups here. Let's look up for the sake of Go Birds, who I, I did not talk enough about McCole Hardman. Uh, what is going on with these options? What is what is DSC? Oh, interesting. You can now filter by position on Stochastic. They're adding some new features. That's pretty cool to see. Um, all right, lineups with... What, okay, give me lineups. Contains Hardman. So for Go Birds in the chat, here we go. Patrick Mahomes, Isaiah Pacheco, Devin Singletary, Nico Collins, Amari Cooper, Rasheed Rice, Dalton Schultz, McCole Hardman, Chiefs. And there were five out of 150 of these top ROI lineups that did have McCole Hardman in it. So it does seem like the Sims at least think that Hardman is a perfectly fine play, if not a superstar play. I did see Ibuka returning to OSU. Good for him because he didn't grade out well <laughs> according to my sheets. He was okay. Uh, but nothing, nothing doing a whole lot for me. Oh, Go Birds had a couple sessions to Elliot. Smart dude. Yeah. Okay. The reviews that he's got in the book, definitely from all these people, uh, World Series of Poker winners and all that. Uh, definitely effusive. So I'm, you know, it's been a nice read. I've been enjoying it. Definitely a little bit of a combo of like a, a life advice book, I think, too, with it. If you take the the stuff in there as um, not just poker, which obviously I'm reading it for DFS in general, but yeah. Uh, but life too. Definitely lessons in there. Um, all right. Other things here. So we're getting exposure wise, stack wise. Ton of Mahomes, QB plus three Mahomes. So they really are saying a lot of Mahomes. Again, Sims are going to push people towards Mahomes. So what do we do? Um, 
really no Tua. Tua not coming up a lot. Shroud not coming up a lot. Flacco triples coming up a lot. So you're getting a ton of Mahomes triples, getting a ton of Flacco triples, getting a lot of Mahomes doubles. Um, and then basically everything else is pretty flat. So uh, this is where the field's going to be, is going to be, and this is what the Sims think are the best plays. We're going to be double stacking Mahomes or tripling Mahomes or Flacco. And um, I think then you, if you want to cover the real estate, that's not that. I think that's a pretty good way to play it. And frankly, it'll probably be the way that I try to play the slate on the weekend. So that's what I would recommend. Um, let's look at some different stacks here to try to close out this Saturday portion. Of course, we'll be doing Sunday, the main slate coming up next. Um, let's look up Houston stacks. Stroud, Pacheco, Singletary, Tyreek Hill, Noah Brown, Elijah Moore, Dalton Schultz, Travis Kelsey, Dolphins. So we're playing a Shroud stack. Let's see if we can get one without, again, because I do think Pacheco is going to be a leverage point that you could potentially hit. Pacheco, Stroud, Singletary, Ford, Nico, Amari Cooper, Noah Brown, David Njoku, Dalton Schultz, Chiefs. A QB plus four with three bringbacks is the top ROI for a Houston stack without Pacheco. So that's really interesting. What it is saying here is that if you're not playing Pacheco, you should almost be fading the game environment entirely in that one and going a different way, um, especially if you are going to take a Houston stack. So that's pretty nice to see. Uh, Gabe Davis ruled out unsurprisingly. Yeah, the PCL did not sound good. So at least you know Khalil Shakir, very high chance of being chalk, but we'll look at the Sunday stuff in a moment and try to figure that out. Um, what else can we look at here? Let's look at a regular stack for... I guess let's look at some of the chalk ones too. Let's look at Cleveland. So again, we saw Cleveland plus three be very popular. Joe Flacco, Isaiah Pacheco, Devin Singletary, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Noah Brown, David Njoku, Rasheed Rice, Chiefs. What if he doesn't have, again, Pacheco, who is going to be an important lever to not having some lineups. Just going to keep looking at these non-Pacheco ones as well. One without Pacheco would be Flacco, Singletary, Ford, Cooper, Rasheed Rice, Elijah Moore, David Njoku, Kelsey, and Chiefs, leaving some salary here on the table, which is nice if you are going to play. I think all these guys have enough ownership. Nobody under 10%, nobody under, might not even be nobody under 20% in this one. Um, so I do think for Joe Flacco, uh, we're not on that slate yet. So we will be getting the Sunday slate right after I finish up the Saturday one, but coming up in a moment here for our guy, I am the KY. Um, yeah, so I think for that, I, I, these Cleveland triples are okay. Cleveland quadruples also okay. A lot more quadruple stacks being plus EV than one would think is what I would say is a key observation we've had so far. Um, okay. What else can we look at? Look at the KC ones. And again, I still really do think the Miami one's going to be interesting. Um, so this KC one we saw up top, let's get a KC one without Pacheco as well. Again, if you want to pause the screen and look at these, would not necessarily play these lineups uh, straight away, but you can follow your heart and do whatever you need to. Of course, the data does move around over the course of a of a day before this locks tomorrow. Uh, does not contain Pacheco. So a QB plus three here, I guess the top ROI is QB plus two of Mahomes, Singletary, Ford, Cooper, Rasheed Rice, Robert Woods, David Njoku, Travis Kelsey, and Chiefs. So you're getting a lot of, a lot of Browns in that one. Um, and this one, a QB plus three, Mahomes, Singletary, Ford, Cooper, Rasheed Rice, Watson, Travis Kelsey, Chiefs. So you are getting the QB plus three, also getting Chiefs D on there. It's a lot of Chiefs. I think that ends up being more owned, but those are the ones that look the best uh, without Pacheco. And last but not least, Miami. Just think Miami is interesting because you have guys, they're going to be less owned. You have a stack, a high upside stack. 
Uh, Tua, Devin Singletary, Jerome Ford, Elijah Moore, Amari Cooper, Jalen Waddle, Durham Smythe, Tyreek Hill, Dolphins. So no Dolphins running back in the top ROI lineup. Uh, just a bunch of pass catchers. We do have a QB plus one for Miami with Tua, Pacheco, Singletary, Cooper, Waddle as your one. Interesting. Elijah Moore, Dalton Schultz, Travis Kelsey, Texans. Okay, let's see one without Pacheco, and then we'll try to wrap this up. All right, so that well, I guess that first one did not have Pacheco in it naturally. Um, this one as well, Tua, Singletary, Ford, Tyreek, Amari Cooper, Jalen Waddle, Dalton Schultz, Brevin Jordan, two Texans tight ends. Uh, that's a way to get unique. And Dolphins D. All right. I guess I get why the Miami lineups <laughs> don't look that popular because they kind of look like ass. But because they look like ass, I think that makes the merits to play them. So um, if I get, if I were to do my showdown three takeaways here, I guess let's go. I guess let's do big screen for this, right? Um, my, my three takeaways would be number one. I think you have to play less chiefs. I think that if you play more chiefs, the Sims are telling you to play more chiefs. The optimizers are telling you to play more chiefs. People are going to mentally want to play more chiefs. Um, I think that you play less chiefs. I would try to do two or less. Um, I would try to be on the lower side of it. Try to really have the production rolling up into one or two guys account for the failure. Maybe of the chalky guys and a few builds. That's what I'd be trying to do if I were 20 maxing, um, which I will be doing as part of my portfolio this weekend. Um, number two to get unique on there. A lot of Chiefs D. Uh, so again, that's another thing you could do. You play just one Chief and you don't play Chiefs D. You play two offensive Chiefs, no Chiefs D. It just feels like everybody's playing Chiefs Chiefs Destruction. I don't think they should be playing that. I get it. It's cold. Burr, everybody's going to be really cold. Tyreek played in Kansas City. I think he was in some cold games. Like, I'm not worried about him. Tua, you know, maybe some, some general concerns for playoff Tua, but whatever. Like, we're trying to make money. The way you make money is leaning into stuff people are uncomfortable about. And I'm uncomfortable about it. You're uncomfortable about it. So place in Miami, I think, would be it. Um, and I think that's honestly number three is just play some Miami. I really think that just playing a Miami win is not being treated as it should be in terms of every format of gamma. I think playoff best balls down. I think DFS is down in Miami. The projections aren't leading to Miami. Um, so I really think for me, like just play some Miami this weekend for the Saturday stuff. I think that's, that's it. I, I don't know. It could be wrong. Like maybe everybody's down in Miami for good reason. Uh, Miami's shown some weaknesses. Like the, the Baltimore game was as ugly as it can get, but um, Buffalo wasn't a lot better. I just think they have another level they can hit. And I would like to believe they can. All right. We're now back to it. Let's go. Let's go to Sunday. It's a brand new day here on Splash Blade. Of course, if you are watching live or after the fact, please do smash that like button here. Of course, uh, trying to do the best I can to cover every bit of uh, the, the high level, the high upside gambling things that we have out there this weekend. So um, let's keep it rolling here and let's go to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's my monster truck voice that I don't get to break out nearly enough. Um, and shout out to the chat as always. Appreciate you guys being here. Favorite builds a Dallas Baltimore heavy one uh, for the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a good, reasonable one to have. Um, all right. Detroit tight ends. We want to know. We got Robert Griffin, the turd here. Our guy, Ross. Great to see some familiar names, some new ones. Always glad to have the mix of you all in here. And of course, appreciate all, this, all the badges, all the VIP badges in here from hitting that join button down below. Appreciate all you guys even more so for helping me put on the show. Um, all right. Jared Goff, your top. Well, this is top value. Okay. We're sorting by value. It's like, he can't be the top projected player. Uh, CD Lamb, your top projected player on the slate. Uh, 26.4 projection from Stochastic. Number two, Amon Ross St. Brown. 23.7 for him. Uh, Dak Prescott, 22.4. Number three projected player on the slate. Number four, Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen coming a little bit low. Really bad weather in Buffalo. Uh, 20 to 30 mile winds expected in that game. Very cold as well. Uh, maybe not as uh, deathly cold as Kansas City is going to be, but the wind does not help out. So expect a lot of running in that game, especially given that last week Josh Allen ran 15 times. 
Uh, but Josh Allen, low projection, low total. Get it. Uh, Jared Goff, 18.5 is the projection for him. And Puka Nakua, not too far behind at number six. Top values here. So the values, Jared Goff, Amon Ross, St. Brown. So these guys, Detroit stacks, got to imagine going to come up at an optimizer as a result of this. But we will see in a moment. Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Matthew Stafford are your top five overall in terms of value. So CeeDee Lamb, top projected overall, one of the top values. I would guess you're going to get a lot of Detroit guys as the base stack. CeeDee Lamb is one of the players within that. And whatever else, we'll find out. But I think that's how it's going to go. Again, we don't have ownership for this slate. Let me just make sure that we don't because I think that, all right, it's not hidden under any of these other tabs. Because again, they know they have it in the sim, but I don't think they have it. Yeah, this is all from last week's slates. All right, so we'll figure out this, the ownership in the next part here. Let's run the optimizer, though, and that'll be a good test here before we do the hand build uh, to figure out where we're going to go with this hand build. And I'm going to really try hard to not get caught thinking as much on the hand build. I really felt like I was, I could feel the, the jeopardy sound music going in my head of just the do 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 and i don't want to i hate that feeling whenever i'm doing content a high energy show is what we strive for not me making chess moves uh very slowly all right so we got cd lamb and a monra in every lineup jared goff 56 percent, so nothing surprising there a lot of steelers d so expecting the steelers d to get a takeaway uh i think that's certainly interesting to note of course we do expect the steelers to get boat race in that game or at least that's the market expectation uh for you you can play whatever you want uh but steelers definitely the D going to be involved. The offense not going to be involved. It looks like at all. Um, team stacks. We are getting at least two Lions in almost every lineup in 22 out of 25 lineups. So the Lions are the equivalent of the Chiefs here, though there were Chiefs in every single lineup or at least two Chiefs in every single lineup. Uh, so Detroit, not quite to that level, but definitely a lot of Detroit. Um, you are also seeing, again, some five-player Detroit, some four-player Detroit. Uh, so a lot going on there. <laughs> Robert Griffin the third here. Sean McDermott has a humdinger of a speech ready about the teamwork of the zero pilots of Pearl Harbor. Josh Allen will be fine. Yes, I'm sure the, the tragedies that <laughs> uh, old McDermott here are going to try to go out there just to give, got to give these guys a fighting speech, right? Everybody wants to be the coach and Rudy. Everybody wants to be Al Pacino on any given Sunday when they're a coach and just keep citing tragedies and you'll get there one tragedy at a time. Um, Dallas, 18 of these lineups have at least three Cowboys. Uh, yeah, 23 out of 25 have at least two Cowboys, uh, but they're not quite as overstacked as Detroit is. But again, there's a lot of Detroit, a lot of Dallas coming up. And besides that, I think nothing else to really note here. Uh, defense, you got a lot of Steelers D, definitely kind of surprising to see. And uh, that's it. Pretty much pretty even splits. Again, CD and Amon Ra everywhere. So it's it's week 17 all over again, guys. We are back in, in CD and Amon Ra territory. So what do we do for a hand build? Let's go back to the lobby. Let's get in the huddle for Sunday. Do, do, do. Really, the stream has really just become, hey, watch me th throw out minus EV lineups that I'm hand building. <laughs> but <laughs> we're going to try to make it work. All right. So what do we do? What do we do? Forgetting. I didn't look at the QBs. Let me take a look at QB real fast. A lot of, lot of Jared Goff, not a lot of Dak, or relatively about half as much Dak. Honestly, I guess almost a third as much Dak. Uh, Matthew Stafford coming up a little bit. Jordan Love coming up a little bit. So we could go Rams. I know everybody fucking loves. You know what? I, I have not drafted a lot of Rams on stream. Everybody loves the Rams. Let's go Rams, right? We, let's do a Rams thing. We're going to get direct leverage on Matthew Stafford's return to Detroit. So if we're doing that, we probably want to get Kyron in the mix. I would think that that's the best way to attack that. Do we go Puka 
uh, which tight end the crunch are having. I presume they have Brock Wright. Yeah, Brock Wright in right now. Brock Wright, by the way, had the hip injury, is back in practice. Uh, Laporta, optimistic to play. Still think that feels like a stretch. Uh, but if, if he doesn't go, Brock Wright probably absorbs a lot of the role. But I do think that um, James Mitchell could take away some of the red zone work. So I, I wouldn't view it as like a one-to-one -one, uh, with Laporta there. Oh, oh, you, all you Rams boys. Actually, Jazz to attack Lions Rams based on the left for Dallas. All right. Um, let's do this one. So let's, we got Kyron. We got Stafford. We have to have one of Puka or Cup. What is going to put us onto this one? Uh, let's look at the the advanced analytics, I think, would be an important one for us to get to here. All right. Detroit, a lot of slot targets. 49% slot target rate. On the year, Puka Deku has 94 slot targets compared to 57 out wide, but he does run out wide more. Cooper Cup, 74 slot targets compared to 17. So kind of feels like a Cooper Cup spot. Let's go with Cooper Cup over Puka. And you could make the case to go with both, I think. But for this build, I will go with just one of them because I want to concentrate production a little bit more. Um, and I think, frankly, the price tag, too. Like, Puka's not exactly cheap at 7200 <laughs> Rudolph triple stack. Yeah, you know, if everybody was playing the Steelers D, you play the Steelers pass, uh, pass stack. That's one way to do that. Um, CD Lamb against Green Bay. Can we afford to fade CD Lamb? I think you can afford to fade a Monra, maybe. Um, fading CD lamb feels really tough. Um, if we were, I guess if we were to fade CD lamb, we could play green Bay winning and really get hella hella. Oh God. What? <laughs> that, that one hasn't come out in a while. Um, but we could get hella unique, bro. They could shed some gnar and get hella unique, uh, by not <laughs> by playing the green Bay side of the equation a little bit more. Um, CD lamb though. I mean, he's just too good. He's just too good. This is not Green Bay's not a man defense, as we have talked about. Um, CD Lamb 4.8 to close out the year. And by the way, my stat sheet uh, for all the guys who are paying members here on Splash Play, uh, you're getting my final. The final update is going to be the stat sheet that comes out today because it's all the the regular season stats. So something to keep in mind as well because this is going basically what powers all the stuff. My Spags rankings in the off season, uh, everything. So this is an important sheet to get if you do want to get it. And if you don't, if you're not a paying member, hit that join button down below. Um, so Dallas, yeah. So the one thing we've talked about, CeeDee Lamb versus man, 4.8 uh, yards per route run, 33% target rate versus zone, 2.2 yards per route run, 27% target rate. Green Bay doesn't play a lot of man. They only play man 21% uh, of the time, which is low. They play zone 63% of the time, and they are pretty bad in zone. A 0.11 EPA is the worst it looks like out of all the teams playing uh, this weekend and, and Monday, including Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. Um, so I think we could make a case to go to somebody who's not CD Lamb. The issue is that like nobody else on Dallas is actually that good versus zone. Uh Cooks is worse versus zone. Gallup is worse versus zone. Uh Ferguson is at least the same. 1.6 yards per route run versus zone, 1.6 versus man. Let's go, Jake Ferguson. Let's target the Jake Ferguson day. So we're not gonna play CD here, which feels feels audacious, but we're we're gonna go that way and see what we can do. Um Tony Pollard. Pollard bring back love double. Mm. Could do that. Could do a love double. Yeah, I don't know, man. Jordan Love. So Jordan Love on the other side, uh, playing a Dallas D that does play a lot of man. 36% man defense rate for Dallas on the year. Best receiver versus man is Jaden Reed. 2.1 yards per route run. Um, this doesn't include Christian Watson, I think, because he's priced lower than the top three guys. So I don't have Watson's numbers. Um, 
Jaden Reed, though, also a little bit better versus zone, 2.4 yards per outrun versus zone. I don't think anybody really stands out for Green Bay to love, so it would just be a price thing. And I guess Jaden Reed's probably the best play, though if Watson is available, he's been limited in practice. So I don't think there's been any update besides that. If Watson goes, I do think that Reed becomes a worse play, and I would take a flyer on Watson, but obviously I can't account for what that's going to be like uh, right now on a Friday morning. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hello. All the kids love hello these days. Gen Z is really storming into the <laughs> storming into their local hot topic to demand more hello t-shirts. Um, all right. What else can we do here? We got some of Dallas. Uh, I, we could play the green Bay side. Aaron Jones, a very valid play. AJ Dillon might not be able to go again this week. We'll see what happens there. Aaron Jones has just been better all year, probably better for their careers, but now it's not even close. Like AJ Dillon has gotten so bad this year. Um, I think Aaron Jones makes some amount of sense regardless. Could also go Tony Pollard and really try to get that Dallas production. Tony Pollard's cheaper than Aaron Jones. I'm going to go Pollard because I think people still have a hard time playing him. He's not, obviously he's not been very good, um, but let's try to concentrate our production for Dallas with the run game, the tight end, and then CD lamb maybe still has a good PPR day, but doesn't get there. Doesn't get in the end zone. will be the hope that we can capture uh, with this one. Uh, Jaden Reed in play and don't know the confidence level I have there. We also have not taken any bills or Steelers. It does feel like playing a bill or a Steeler would be a good way to get unique Buffalo. How do they defend guys like George Pickens will be the question I'm wondering. Uh, let's see. Buffalo's defense, not great downfield 0.25 EPA, but doesn't give up a lot of, uh, a lot of deep shots of throws of 20 plus air yards, 4.4% deep throw rate allowed by Buffalo. Um, George Pickens better versus man actually been actually both he and Deontay have been killing man defenses on the year, but Buffalo doesn't play a lot of man, unfortunately, only a 21.5% man defense rate. Um, so I don't feel like this is a spot where obviously Pickens could break a big play. So that's like the main thing uh, that we'd be trying to consider if we we're going to play him, but I don't think he can get there. Like, I don't think I want to expect him to get there. It'd be the better way to phrase that. Um, also 12.5 implied points and bad weather with high winds feels like not a, not a George Pickens scenario. I would think and really not a scenario where Mason Rudolph is going to throw the ball very much. Uh, maybe that makes Jalen Warren more appealing in the flex. Cause obviously people I think are going to go to Najee. Najee, of course, getting all that goal line work last game. People have really talked themselves into Najee, but Jalen Warren, you know, the snaps have been up since the coaching changes and he can be just a, a little check down guy. Uh, Buffalo on the year already has a really high, actually very high target rates of running backs. 21% of the targets they're allowing are going to running backs, um, which is high, getting highest on the slate, I think, for everybody. I um, was playing in these playoff matchups. So I think Warren makes sense. Let's do that. You know what? Let's just, let's play a Bills, ups, let's play the Steelers upsetting here. Why Why not? I think um, this might not make sense in terms of the timelines for the games. Let's move Pollard and Warren. Um, but I think that this... This build is unique. I don't know if this is going to be like the greatest build in, in the history of DFS lineups, but I like the concept of playing into a Buffalo getting upset here. So we're still taking the Chalk Steelers D, but we're playing in a way that says like, hey, maybe Buffalo doesn't win this game or maybe Buffalo at least doesn't have outlier production though. Khalil Shakir, God imagine with Davis being out, he's probably going to get pretty chalky, right? And he's probably a good value given that he already had he had six targets for 105 last game. Yeah, Shakir is probably going to be chalky, but let's just, let's put him in and see what we can do. Can we find a $6,600 receiver that looks good? No, no, we can't. It'd be paying down all the way for Jaden Reed, which I don't know that we have to do in this kind of build. Is there some way for me to get to Puka as well and try to play the Stafford double? I'm wondering. 
Oh, I like, I really like this concept of Warren and Steelers in a, in a game where just like Mason Rudolph, who they don't already want to pass downfield that often. Like he, he's not gonna be able to throw past five yards. So who's he going to throw to? It's gotta be Warren or Freermuth. Um, and I think, you know, we made our bet on Ferguson at tight end logically. Puka and Deontay Hardy, man, that's interesting. That's an interesting play or even Sherfield. Sherfield's 33. Now it's not enough. It would it would have to be Deontay Hardy, huh? Oh, that's that's brutal. That's brutal. I I hate, <laughs> I hate the way this look on a slate where people are gonna be playing a Monroe, St. Brown, and CD Lamb. We're going, all right. I mean, I guess Cup and Puka would be your levers against those guys. But we're saying that the Rams are putting up a lot of points and not playing a Detroit bring back feels feels dodgy. Hmm. Maybe you don't play Kyron in this build. Uh, let's just go with it. Uh, I'm done belaboring the team. Let's find out what the actual data says. My final team here, Stafford, Kyron Williams, Jalen Warren, Cooper Cup, Deontay Hardy, Puka Nakua, uh, Jake Ferguson, Tony Pollard, and Steelers D. And if it goes poorly, Ivan's one who told me to play Puka and Hardy. But I think that's interesting. It is the idea of trying to not go to Shakir because everybody's going to go to Shakir. I think it's interesting. I do think that Sherfield is the more appealing play than Hardy just because Sherfield actually had an okay day last week. And he's like a real receiver. Hardy's kind of gimmicky bullshit. But it is a windy day and Hardy getting some low A dot targets and maybe having to break something. I, I get the logic for it. So I, I could see why that's a play that we can talk ourselves into. Um, all right, we're going to sim it out here. One more sim. And then we're good to go. And of course, keep your eyes peeled on the channel. Uh, very possible we'll have one more run of playoff best ball drafts uh, coming up here either later tonight or tomorrow. I don't know when it's going to really depend how, how my heart feels, how my, how my, my sanity feels. So keep your eyes peeled here. Uh, but I will try to confirm that when we get off stream, because I don't think I've gotten any emails about it. No emails about it yet. So I cannot confirm yet. Who sim time, more Sims, simmy, sim, sim. All right, so this is one where, again, they don't have ownership in, so it just generates the lineup space off of what... Basically, it does, shows you how they actually do their ownership projections, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, but that's basically what they do, is they just sim the lineups and have it generate lineups, and then it ends up telling you, okay, the ownership's going to be this relative to how many dupes the lineups get in that top 10,000. Um, sometimes, you know, I, I don't know, you need to know how the sausage is made for how these products work, um, but I think it's reassuring to know how they work, at least for me. Uh, I like to know what I'm putting in. That's part of why I like having my own NBA projections. Cause like, I think that it's nice to know what I'm putting in there and like, and then I can compare it and go like, Oh, here's what stochastic says. Um, yeah, but your mileage may vary. Cause obviously people could win just using tools. <sighs> Anyways, it's taken, this takes the usual amount of time. I just want to say hella again, it's taking a hella amount of time guys. Hella long low. <laughs> uh, all right. Also going to be doing, again, the concept for probably here. If you are, uh, we actually had our highest traffic day of the week at probably. So if you guys are going over there, check it out. Great. But if you aren't, go check it out. Probably.com. Of course, that is my betting app. We track the winningest sports books around the world. Finding the best bets every day across every sport using mathematical processes. Uh, processes that basically are focused on profitability. So big difference. A lot of the other mobile products out there that just show you like, hey, here's the last 10 games. Here's how Luka Doncic plays when Kyrie Irving is off the court. Um, that stuff doesn't matter. Sportsbooks know that. What we do is like we're basically tracking price inefficiencies. It's like finding the best flight on kayak. So 
Um, and also just an informative product too, just to know the probability according to markets around the world. So check it out at probably.com. And use that promo code SPLASH to save 50% on any of our, our packages on there. That includes the yearly ones as well. Our guy, Jason, one of the first signups on there. Of course, you guys might know from the chat, OG Mans fan. Um, he's one, he put 250 bucks down to buy, pay for a year to help support us as one of our first year signups. And um, he's made, at least as I'm aware of, like five to six X that um, just on like parlays and shit too, not including his other like bets that he's hitting. So had some major wins and I do think our data can change people's processes. So check it out. Top 150. Uh, top lineup is a staff. Wow. All right. So me and the Sims working hand in hand. Matthew Stafford, Aaron Jones, Jalen Warren. Okay. Uh, Monroe St. Brown, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Tucker Craft, Demarcus Robinson, Packers. So uh, we built a lineup that is not too far off from what the Sim top one is. Um, has that Rams double. Uh, did not include Kyron, does include the bring back of Amon Ross St. Brown. I think that's the one thing that felt lacking was you're stacking up the Rams and we know the Lions, you know, and how they play kind of want a lion on the way back because it feels like the Lions going to put up points if the Rams are putting up points. If you're playing an outcome with neither team puts up points, that's fine. Uh, but then uh, that's not this build. Like this build is saying the Rams are putting up 40 and the Lions are probably putting up 30, you know, at least. So that's what this build, I think, does a little bit better with Amon Ra. Jared Goff, another one here. Jared Goff, Jameer Gibbs, Aaron Jones, C.D. Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Demarcus Robinson, Dalton Kincaid, Jamison Williams, and Packers. So you are getting the chalky bits of C.D. Lamb and Amon Ra, but the hope is that having this many lions will bring the ownership product down, including a guy like Jamison Williams uh, should do that. So overstacking again. Um, you know, we did see Detroit coming up a, a good amount in these Sims here. So I think that is going to be what the Sims give you is going to be, we have it on the optimizer, a lot of lions. We have it in the Sims, get more lions. I think that could be telling you, try to concentrate production with one lion. And especially if that one lion is not a Monroe St. Brown, you're really getting off the beaten path. Um, so that is something that's coming up now, Sim-wise and optimizer-wise. Uh, Sims confirming your priors. There you go. A lot of Dallas, a lot of, Dallas, a lot of Detroit. Uh, here's a Dallas one, another top stack or top lineup overall. Uh, Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, Najee Harris, CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, Demarcus Robinson, Jake Ferguson, Brock Wright, Steelers. The one thing I'm observing here right away for a three-game slate, we are not seeing Josh Allen coming up very much here. He was a low-projected guy, a lowly-projected guy by Stochastic, at least relative to what I expect. And I kind of think that's interesting to look at because that makes a Josh Allen build here. We're now getting some leverage on that kind of lofty Ram stack. Uh, we're also not getting C.D. Lamb, not getting Amon Ross St. Brown. We're getting Josh Allen, Kyron Williams, Tony Pollard, Stefan Diggs, Khalil Shakir, Demarcus Robinson, Dalton Kincaid, Puka Nakua, Packers. Maybe a little bit aggressive to play a Buffalo triple in a day where there's going to be 20 to 30 mile per hour wins. Um, so I think that's one where maybe I would go to a Josh Allen QB plus one, maybe QB plus two with James Cook or one, or I guess even Latavius Murray, or if you want to really be go for the gusto for net. Um, but I think a Bills stack is kind of interesting. And uh, let's look up some of the individual team stacks because uh, I just Josh Allen, the lack of Josh Allen up top, I think really kind of speaks for itself as uh, we know what the upside is, especially if you're going to run 15 times on a game. Uh, QB plus four for Buffalo, I think is insane. I would not want to play that in this slate with that weather outcome. Um, this one though, QB plus one, Josh Allen, Tony Pollard, Aaron Jones, Monroe St. Brown, Demarcus Robinson, Jameson Williams, Don Kincaid, a tight end. So lower a dot targets, Kyron Williams, Packers. I think that makes some amount of sense. QBs plus twos, Josh Allen, Pollard, Lamb, Khalil, Shakir, Dawson, Knox. That's an interesting stack because this is one where these guys don't have to hit a, do a lot to make a lineup. And then Josh Allen can run in some touchdowns. 
So I think this works and you're kind of absorbing Diggs's production. You're absorbing Kincaid's production and saying that rolls into Allen, but those guys don't do enough uh, to unseat Shakir and Knox is the cheaper plays. I like a Buffalo double. I think that's kind of interesting. Don't consider myself a Rams boy, but the Rams sacks look too easy and pretty. She's a garbage ticket, large fields. Yeah, I, I look, I think I've been saying it for a while. Again, I know people love the Rams in the chat. I don't want to, you know, poo-poo on your guys' stuff or or piss on your parade, rain on it even, some could say. Um, but I think the Rams have been overvalued like this entire playoff run. And again, they maybe they go on the run. Maybe you guys are all right. But like, to me, they're like the, the chalk du jour team of everybody just like loving them. And I get it. They did a lot of great things fantasy-wise. You get Kyron and Puka. People didn't get their get enough shares of Kyron and Puka for the regular season. But it's now bleeding into like these real games. And you know, the Rams overall in the spot. Like, what is the what are the market things? Like it's you know, a three-point dog is not the biggest on the road. But we know Detroit has had some really good games, especially playing indoors, especially playing against defenses that aren't that good. The Rams are not that good defensively. Um, they give up a lot of deep shots as well. The run defense has also been not great. Only a negative 0.04 EPA there. Um, I don't know. Like I just think the Rams love. I, I get it. I get why. I think it's always been too heavy. And I think it'll be too heavy this weekend too. Um, and honestly, it's been too heavy in playoff basketball as well. Um, what else can we look at in terms of these teams? That said, let's look up some more Rams teams. <laughs> give the people what they want. So we have that Stafford one we already looked at. Um, we've got a Stafford triple here. How about one with Kyron? All right, here's one. Here's a QB plus four Rams. So you love the Rams? Here, why don't you show how much you love the Rams? <laughs> Play this lineup. Matthew Stafford, Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, uh, Aaron Jones. I skipped over. I was just reading all the Rams names. Um, so, uh, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Demarcus Robinson, Dalton Kincaid, Jamison Williams, Bills. There's a logic to it. The logic is you're rolling up the, the Bills production, which is not going to be a lot theoretically to Kincaid. You're rolling up Detroit's production and saying that Detroit Green Bay game does not get there. And Jamison Williams just does enough through the air to unseat Amon Ross St. Brown. So you got him. You got Aaron Jones as a lever against all the Cowboy stuff, saying the Packers win and control the game. Um, and then you have the Bills D just beating the Steelers D. So if you're going to play Rams, I actually think this is a logical Rams lineup to play. The downside is that you're asking a team to create three guys who can put up 20 points. <laughs> but it's possible. It is possible. It's a game environment that's most intriguing for the game, plus it's a late-night hammer. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I get it. Um, and again, we saw Detroit and Dallas. You know, that was the kind of game where didn't hit the over in points, but was, you know, definitely a lot of ball movement in that game. And could have been a lot more points if they were just a little bit less sloppy and were better at reporting their, their players coming into the referees. Uh, but yeah, I think that I understand it. I, I just think that uh, I think the Rams are the team that I'd be a little bit more comfortable moving away from. But of course, again, having said that, I'm sure they'll pull the upset. Green Bay teams, another low-owned one to go to. Jordan Love, Kyron Williams, Aaron Jones, Monroe St. Brown, Puka Nakua, Christian Watson getting that leverage on Jaden Reed, Jake Ferguson, Tucker Craft, Packers. Still have some reservations about Tucker Craft. We do have Luke Musgrave back in the mix. Uh, the lacerated kidney, not keeping him out, it looks like, and he should be, I think, a full go for this game. Um, we'll see if that means taking all the routes away because Craft has played pretty well, but it is enough that I'd have some reservations. If you're getting a lot of Craft lineups, I try to be careful about getting like too much uh, Tucker craft overall, but I like the lineup here. We're getting the QB plus three, getting a bring back. Um, we're also not getting CD lamb in that one. Uh, I think a one, this one might be more logical if you don't, if you want to play like the binary outcome, because really if you're playing a Jordan love green Bay stack, you're getting unique enough. You can play CD lamb. Um, if you could somehow fit CD lamb in a Monra, you could play them because the green Bay part is getting you blown enough. 
Uh, Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, Puka Nakua, uh, Jaden Reed, Tucker Craft, Jamison Williams, Steelers. A lot of Jamison Williams. I think that's a, a big surprise as well. Uh, how much of Jamison Williams is coming up overall? Wow, 43% Jamison Williams in the Sims. That is, for a guy that can get you, can honestly have zero catches for zero yards and maybe a jet sweep, uh, that's a lot of Jamison Williams coming up for the Sims. But again, the Sims love Detroit, and, um, you know, that's where I guess there is some validity to the Rams stuff, is that the Sims do seem to like Detroit a little bit more. Stack exposures. Getting QBs plus three for Stafford, Goff, and Dak. These are all pretty well represented. Uh, less QB plus twos. I think that the Sims really pushing over stacking would make me think that a QB plus two might be enough on your stacks uh, to get some less ownership and then just also a little bit less risk to what you're doing. Um, there we go. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Lunchtime, make sure you draft on a full sub. We're not doing any drafts today, so we're okay. But I am, I am pretty hungry. I'm actually going to have... I've been snacking on olives during the day because I'm trying to do my... Get trying to do intermittent fasting, so I just got some healthy fats in. So I'm gonna go. <laughs> I don't know if this ruins the allure of me, but I'm gonna go snack on some olives. <laughs> this one. Um, all right, my three takeaways here. I think we've seen enough, unless you guys have any more requests. But I think we've covered. Is there anything else to show here? Oh yeah, just for fun, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh stack. So not. <laughs> so technically, not a single Pittsburgh stack has a positive ROI. <laughs> so that's not a surprise. Uh, but you do get the QB plus one here. Mason Rudolph, Aaron Jones, Tony Pollard, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Puka Nakua, George Pickens, Jake Ferguson, Jamison Williams, Lions. J J fucking Jamison Williams is coming along for every ride possible. But this one, you're saving 600 bucks, so you're not even maxing out the salary. That's a good Mason Rudolph lineup if you're going to play a Mason Rudolph lineup. And I probably will play a Mason Rudolph lineup just because of the fact that it's going to be so low owned. And if somehow that were an outcome that occurred, even though Mason Rudolph is mostly dog shit, uh, I think that that would be, you, you want to capture that, I think, if you can, because nobody's going to play it. So uh, I would play a fractional amount. What's the chances of them winning that game? I mean, you could play 5% Mason Rudolph and you have more than enough. And that's even might be too aggressive. All right, three takeaways. Three takeaways here. Um, yeah, so like, this is a really a takeaway for both parts, for the Saturday part, the Sunday part. Don't forget this is a showdown, basically. Like three game slates, two game slates. They're just showdowns, like especially for football where you just want to have unique tickets. You want to have stuff that's going to get you away from the field. There are those core rules we talked about for that first part of the video where a lot of Chiefs coming up for this one. It's a lot of Lions coming up. So like try to concentrate production for guys that are going to be chalky. So if you're playing a lot of Dallas, play a lot of Detroit, um, just be mindful of the fact that you need to get a low owned piece in there. That's why you have to get the Jameson Williams in. That's why you have to get uh, some of those lesser guys in. Uh, but really, like if you're building heavy Dallas, if you're building heavy Detroit, you are going to be pretty chalky. And, you know, and I think there's going to be chalk Rams, too. Uh, so there are, you know, going to the Bills, I think, has some merits. Um, number two would be, I think that. I mean, I, I would also say, like, just play stacks of whatever on the slate. Like I say that for a lot of slates, but I think in particular for this one where you just want to play against stuff that people aren't going to play. So, like, yeah, Mason Rudolph stack, I don't think it's a high probability to hit. But I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't know if you Mason Rudolph stacks. I think you're doing yourself at a service, you know, in the Saturday slate if you're not playing a few Tua stacks. Um, obviously, those are two completely different QBs and different offenses. But my point is really that, like, the ownership is really pronounced. And for some reason, I think people are really just following that to the gospel. And as a result, like, um, QBs who suck just shouldn't have 5% ownership on a three-game slate. Um, so that's why, like, I think you play the Mason Rudolph a little bit. But more appealingly, like, you play Josh Allen, you play that stuff. 
but I think the stacks, like let the stacks drive it a little bit more. And um, I also think the third takeaway is that these are really overstacky things. Like the the Sims are giving you overstacky things. The Optimizer is giving you a little bit of overstacky things. So just try to be a little more balanced. Try to play a little more QBs plus twos. I would say QBs plus threes is a max, but I think that everybody's solution on these short slates is always just, yeah, let me stack more and more. And I know that that can win, um, but I think that's like now a chalk like decision point because I've heard enough times doing these streams. So I would say like play a little bit less of the stacks, like just try to get the core guys again, really focus on concentrating production for different outcomes and game scripts. I think it'll do a lot better for it. Uh, and there we go. Jordan Love is the guy you need. Maybe, maybe. I mean, look, he's low owned. Again, another guy too. Jordan Love low owned. It uh, doesn't have to be Mason Rudolph, but I think it's very plausible that one of those QBs wins it all just because like they can have a stack hit and they can even lose the game. Um, it can have a stack hit, but there's not going to get played because people are like, oh, the Packers are going to get dusted or, oh, the Steelers are going to get dusted and the weather sucks. And like, you just got to play those sacks a little bit more. Uh, but that's it for this one. So again, guys, subscribe down below, hit the notification bell. So you'll know if I do get in this other playoff basketball draft, um, I'm not going to do it if we, if the sponsor doesn't come through. So that's the, that's the risk, but we're, we're gamblers here, right? So make the gamble here, subscribe to the notification bell and you'll know whenever we do another playoff basketball draft, it'll be a last minute call either tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, but check your, check it out here, of course. And then uh, join me in that draft where if that does happen, we'll be hitting underdog DraftKings and uh, a third mystery site that you'll never guess. Um, Besides that, of course, make sure to hit the join button down below $4.99 a month. I'll be doing the reading of the names coming up here, but all these fine folks allow us to put on the show every single week and you can be one of them and also get my data for yourself, some more premium content coming up uh, once we get into the flow of the upcoming basketball season. Uh, so join along here. And of course, thank you to all these fine folks, Historical Anomalies, Robert Griffin Turd, Tyler, CLN, Willis is Awesome, Rupesh, Mythology, Nick Hedlund, Ivan Black, Rod B. Throbin, Port, uh, Mark, aka Tony Mark, aka Io, Rob Van Natten, Brandon Wagner, Consigliere, Bullock, Nez, Aaron D, Jake Twitchell, Matthew Emerson, fucking Alpha, I'm the KY, Kevin Castro, Eric Jones, Sammy Telesco, Gamblestein, our favorite, Lateralis, Go Birds, Primetime KG, Eric Swift, Lunchable Connoisseur, Colin, Mr. Shadow Dog, Nick Williams, Felix Castro, Green Checkmark, Chunk the Deuce, Short Gamer, Carlos Manzo, Jay Stress, Spurious News, NorCal Copwatch, gotta watch those cops, Cheyez, uh, or Chelez, Nick, Bathora, Rashid Grant, Mr. TD, Likeness Monster, Derek Mullen, Al Paul, Mr. Mister, and the Snowman. Those are all the people who have helped us put on the show. And of course, you can also get your name quickly read out by me on a Friday by hitting that join button. And of course, be a VIP here. Get the custom badges, custom emojis, all of that. And um, follow me at Chris Spags. Follow the show at Splash Play Pod. Uh, I should get this off my face. Check out Probably. Save 50% off at Probably. Again, best betting data you will find out there on your mobile phone. It's cheap, easy to use. Uh, under 10 bucks a month, that promo code SPLASH for all of our pregame data. Under 25 bucks a month for all of our live in-game data as well with promo code SPLASH. So check it out for yourself. Make some good bets. Build your bankroll. Uh, that's what we do. That's what. That's why we spent so much time building that product. So please check it out. And I'll be back to you guys soon. So uh, if I don't see you, enjoy your days. Of course, good luck. And uh, final... <laughs> Let him take this stuff this weekend down. I hope you do. This intro, I have fucking premature intro <laughs> See you guys soon. Bye.